what is happening people we're back again for another episode of real talk with myself mp episode 14 life in the workplace yo this one's mad a lot of people requested this episode and um it's gonna be a weird one because that you know we all work in different work environments you've got your office you've got your retail you've got your factory you've got your blah and blah and blah but for this one, I've got a very special guest on. Um, before anything, she's actually my aunt, but um, she's a team lead. So without further ado, Sophia, how do you want me to refer to you? Sophia, Sophia, how do you want me to pronounce your name? Sophia's fine. Sophia's fine, okay. Sophia's fine. Sophia's fine. Make it easier for like, you know, the audience and that. So Sophia, what's happening? I'm all right. Yeah. You okay, Mom? I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Bit tired. Been a long week. Had a barbecue yesterday. Sick. Rutland Water. Shout out to the Rutland Water squad. It's been a hot week. It's been a hot week, yeah. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to work tomorrow. I'm Mondays. Off. Oh, you're off, bro. You just go, okay, cool, man. You're just going to do that. Right, okay. So, um, she's a team lead. And just a quick little, you know, discretion before we even get into it. No names are going to be mentioned. I'm not going to be shouting at, you know, anyone who's answered these. They've not actually told me where they work. I'm just going to try and keep it as brief as possible when it comes to the sort of nitty-gritty details if you want anything further give me a shout in it and i might i might let you know where i work if you don't already know um before anything shout out yo more than 700 plays now yeah and i rate that keep sharing keep listening and we have gone mad international with this one like i I don't know if you guys have seen this but on my instagram i put a little post up uk us canada india ireland germany singapore peru vietnam france finland czech republic and italy wow man's international bruv anyway are we ready for this yeah <laughs> all right yeah so let's go um workplace yeah it can be a funny type of thing particularly in an office environment you know you hear all these weird office workplace stories and stuff but um Everyone's got their ideal work, you know, environment, if you will. So if you don't mind me asking, Sophia, what's yours? Like, what what is your ideal work environment? Ideal. Ideal, like, you know, um, in terms of peace and quiet, scenery, the people around you. I like stress. You like stress? I like stress. You're weird. So I strive (laughs) under pressure. Right. Would you say you're, um, what's the word I'm looking for, man? Oh my days! I've forgotten the word. Pro- procrastinate. Procrastinate. No, so I don't. I I, I will procrastinate. <laughs> procrastinate. That's, that's what you're word. after. Yeah, that's the word. I will procrastinate when I've got to do something, and you know, if I'm given a long deadline, yeah, I'll sit there on it and for a while, nothing. which is not a good thing. Yeah. Um, but I like I said, I work better under pressure. My results come up better under pressure. Okay. And if you ask about ideal work environment, I think I'm in it now. Right. I've been doing this job for the last 16 years, Whoa, but okay. only now I feel I'm feel, in the ideal position. So it's taking you that long for you to be in your perfect working environment. Yep. Okay, so um, what actually irritates you at work? What is your pet peeve? Before we get into the answers that we got given, you actually answered one. So I want to see if like you know it matches up to what you've actually already Just said. Just people moaning. Just <laughs> okay, yeah. I, I, I genuinely, I feel like. Some workplaces give you so much yeah. that people have a sense of entitlement. Right, okay. So then they want more yeah. without appreciating what they already have. Yep. And if you go back and say you can't give them more, 
they get all pissy and moaning about it. moan Okay, no, that's fair. I mean, what you exactly said was people that moan even though they have all the facilities but then still feel entitled to more. So it's exactly what you said. Um, I, I feel that. I've known and I've seen and I've worked with people. I mean, like, the place that I work, I'm not going to say we've got all the benefits in the world, but what we do have is wicked. Like, I properly enjoy it, take advantage of it and whatever. And it's not that if I don't get something... But I know others who are like, oh, yo, you know, we've not got this and we've not got that. And yeah, and though you sometimes feel that if you're already taking advantage of something that you kind of know you're not supposed to be doing. Oh, yeah. You just get on with it because you know that yeah. it's okay. It's working in your favour. So why are you going to moan for more? I'm not going to lie to you. When these people start moaning, I actually feel like punching them in the dick. <laughs> I can't say that. <laughs> yeah. I have to be politically correct, yeah. so I can't say yeah, that. Yeah, you're diplomatic, probably. like me. Yeah. Let me, yeah. Shout out Yazin Fuzo, <laughs> Ibi on that one. I'm a diplomat, yeah. So, um, right. So, other people's answers. Here's what someone said. And this one I fully get because like, I've dealt with it. I'm sure you have as well. But people who smell or have bad hygiene. Yeah. Like, how do you, okay, so as a team lead, how do you deal with this? How would you approach someone like, you know, uh, say, say for example, I come to you and said so-and-so, right, stinks like blah. Well, you see, the thing is, you've got to understand, in an office environment, yeah? Yeah, or in um, any environment, really. You, you, there's different ways to approach it because a lot of the times, as a manager, mm-hmm. you know whether somebody's already got, you know, they've got some health issues, they've got something going on, and that's where the smell's coming off, and you can't help it. Yeah. If it's just somebody who's not taken a bath, how do you approach it? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I've never had to deal with that. I'll tell you how I would do it, probably. I'd have to take them separately in a room. Yeah. Because you wouldn't want to embarrass them in front of everyone and ask them in front of everyone. Yeah, no, of course not. But then, in a way, the moment you take that person away, what happens more? Everybody Every- looks at you yeah. and everybody thinks, why has he gone somewhere? So, you know, you kind of have to be really careful, but... You're right, smells is a bad thing. I tell you one thing we have, we used to have at work, we used to have people complaining about hot meals on the desks. Wow, someone actually said this, people who eat smelly foods. Yeah. But us as Asians, as Indians, though, we have like, you know, foods that smell like, I'm not going to lie, I've gone into the office with like, you know, I'm going to say it again that now, Charlie, I've gone into the office and that microwave, wow, it just be smelling like Tipu Sultan's up in that place, do you know what I mean? When I worked in London in a school, yeah, we had this Afro-Caribbean teacher. Yeah. And she used to come with her fish Yo. meal in the afternoon and warm it in the microwave in the staff room. Oh, yeah, that fish now in the office is not great. Now, the thing is, food doesn't bother me. Yeah. But there were a lot of people that used to complain about it. Yes, I agree with that one. Yeah, smelly foods is a, it's a bad one. Um, okay, so someone answered this, and I think this was a bit personal to the person, so shout out to you. Um, crew of older bitchy women who have nothing better to do than talk about other people's business. You get that everywhere, man. Yeah, but it's like... Okay, I I get where this person coming from because it gets to me as well. It's like, if people want to have something to say about me, and I don't know if this is a personal thing, it's like, I'd much rather them come and talk to me about it and deal with it. Sometimes don't you feel, though, people are not even talking about you. They're talking about a situation that you were in. Mm. Nothing so personal, but then they... You know, there's certain people, and I understand what they mean. There's always a group of people, doesn't matter where you work, yeah. they've got to comment about everything and anything. They want to be in the know of everything. Yeah. But, I mean, what what would what do you do in that situation? I mean, 
you say that it happens in every workplace. Does it happen in your workplace? It does. It does. I mean, it happens in my workplace as far as I know. Do you know what I mean? Um, people gossip. I mean, a, in a lot of the times, if if you can hear it, yeah, yeah, I'll walk over and I say, guys, listen, just calm put, down. This is not appropriate. You know, if you want to have this conversation, you have it at your break time. Okay. Um, I remember at one point when I was working in a school in Leicester. Yeah. A head teacher just stormed in. The teaching assistant's room yeah and she just went what do you lot think you're doing no <laughs> yeah she literally just screamed that but i'm going back like good 20 years yeah so yeah. the hierarchy of the workplace was very different then wasn't it yeah seniority it was and all you know and people did just used to come and scream and shout at you but don't you think that depends on the workplace it's like i've worked in sort of like a factory unit environment yeah. where people are absolutely rags in it. They all just come in and just casually... You know, Allah, Muhammad! Yeah, like switch <laughs> you like that, exactly. Like, what are you doing, blah, 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 and start effing and blinding. And then you've got your more professional office environment. But then it's like, you've, I've worked in retail, as you've worked in retail, and you'll notice that like managers, for example, on the shop floor, they're all like professional and that. As soon as you go to stock room, you know, behind the door, they, they're laughing at you for something that they said. Yeah. Uh, they, uh, I ain't gonna lie. No disrespect to any retail store manager, right? I know some very, very lovely, very nice people who are retail store managers, but some of them are the most snakiest dickheads I've ever come across in my life. Like genuine, I've, I've had, you know what? And I'm sure the listeners feel this as well. If you've worked in retail, you feel my pain in it. That you've had them, the managers who on the shop floor act like absolute dicks and then behind closed doors, they want to be your best friend. Yep. And I tell you my experience of retail, 16 years old, so I'm going back 1996. Well, you're just kind of showing your age there, but cool, yeah. No, it's right, I don't mind, I don't mind. Right. Uh, 1996 and um, Oxford Street, yeah? Yeah. So, working in a shoe shop, uh, selling designer shoes, Saturday, mm-hmm. right? And at those times, I tell you, Saturdays was filled with students yeah. in the shops. Yeah. The managers were like proper up themselves like okay. proper it's like we were like the lackeys i don't know if you understand the word yeah, that happens you know what i find it was that, like yeah. you do the and it's like you'd think what are the full-timers doing yeah because you come in on a saturday and you have to come in an hour early yeah to tidy up the whole store yeah the displays clean them and everything else so really clearly yeah they yeah. didn't do anything on a thursday and a friday did they you know what this is a long time argument from weekend to weekday stuff it used to happen at all the retail places i worked at where the weekenders are complaining about the weekdays and the weekdays complaining about the weekenders like i mean like nowadays yeah when you guys work part-time you work weekdays as well as weekends like the shifts are quite varied yeah, now yeah, yeah 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 down those days man you it was just, just a part-time job it was just a saturday job. it wasn't even called a part-time job no it was a saturday, saturday job. job yeah i remember that i remember that but okay, so that's retail and the likes of, um, here's one. I think this is more based around the office environment. You get your shared kitchens, you get your communal teas and coffees and whatever. And you're already laughing, you're already smiling about this because you know what's coming. And um, someone said, and very explicitly, mother yuckers <laughs> taking all the effing milk. It happens all the time. We get an email once a month and if we don't get this email i tell you you don't work in an office environment <laughs> so you get a whole office email to say whoever's taking the milk from wherever floor wherever floor can you please stop it why would you nick somebody's milk you see this isn't even someone's this is 
like we have a communal milk so shout out Bax on this he's been doing the milk runs for god knows how long for the whole office three floors i think six kitchens or something like that yeah but we have milk that is specifically bought for everyone mm -hmm. we had to implement rules so we're not allowed to use this milk for like cereal and stuff it's only for teas and coffees and I kid you not, so I don't know how much tea and coffee some people are drinking because some milks were being KO'd in about, you know, three quarters of a day. And we get two, two flipping, what maybe do you call them? drink glasses of milk. <laughs> no, I'm not even joking. Well, maybe somebody likes, you know, like your no, Indian coffee, no, so it's milk in the microwave, warmed up. Yeah, no, I'm telling you, man. This, no, that. in ours, we everybody buys their own. So some people share. Yeah. Within the team, you know, that's up to them. Right. So people are actually stealing other people's but a lot milk. of the time, people buy them. So for example, I drink instant coffee. So I have those sachets with the milk and everything in it. I don't keep milk. Yep. So if all of a sudden I fancy a normal cup of tea. Yeah. And I then try and go and get some milk. Yeah. I will ask someone. Right. Can I use a bit of your milk? Yeah. Then I'm not stealing it. Okay. Why can't people that's ask? That's fair enough. That's fair enough. Okay, so um, here's the next one. Uh, colleagues who don't leave you alone during your lunch. Can you deal with colleagues like during your lunch times? Can't help you, Demo, because I don't have a lunch time. I'm part time. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Well, to be fair, I chill with all of my mates at work uh, at lunch anyway, so it doesn't make a difference. But again, this is where you know comparing that office life to retail life. I can fully understand on the retail. You know, you've got some colleagues who you're cool with and they're your mates. And then you've got other colleagues who are just colleagues. Hmm. And you know when you have that, they're starting their shift whilst you're going on your lunch. So they will see you going on your lunch and they decide to come and have a chat with you. And you just want to just like dash your burger at their head because that, like, you know what, just leave me alone right now. I've dealt with customers all morning. So I'll tell you what we do have. We've got these break signs that we put on top of our computers, right? Yeah. And you've got the break sign. Right. And you're sitting back. Right. And you're on your phone. And you're eating your sandwich yeah right because you don't want to get out you don't want to go anywhere right and somebody will come and say can you help me with oh you're on your break yeah oh but do you mind this be really quick <laughs> yeah mm. i hate that I no i'm on my that. break yeah but i tell you what else i've noticed and um not particularly in my workplace but i have noticed some of my friends moaning about it and stuff is do you know when you go for lunch and there's always this one annoying person who you don't really want. You, yeah. You've got no... Yeah, no interest in speaking. But they always come and sit on your table. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> or they always, they always somehow end up having the same lunch. Are you going to town? I'll walk with you. Yeah, no, that happens a lot of the time. Um, it's not nice. <laughs> it's not nice, no. And not, not when you're a polite person and you don't want to turn around and say... Yeah, so you just kind of let her come along for the ride. Yeah. I know what you mean. It happens. Yeah, it does. Um, we're going to get on to the last pet peeve and I've le left this one to a last because um, it's a bit of <laughs> it's a bit of a shitty situation Go on. so um, <laughs> obviously you know people need to go to the bathroom and sometimes these be shared facilities and lights off so someone said man not cleaning up their shit in the toilet you own that shit <laughs> I don't know if this has ever happened to you have you ever walked into a workplace bathroom and someone's just left a log sitting in the toilet mm -hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> forget about men <laughs> the women yeah, obviously you know you i won't go into a men's toilet no of course not of course but not. then you know women have like their menstrual right can, can you explain something to me then because this has been like a long time debate yeah are women's bathrooms worse than men's bathrooms 
In what sense? Just cleanliness and all of that stuff. I don't know. I've never been inside the bloody men's, have I? No, but surely you've heard of stories. Like for me, for example, I've heard that obviously in the men's, right? You know, you've got the stand up urinals yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Obviously, in my workplace, everywhere is just a sit down toilet. And they're single sort of like, they're mm. not even cubicles. They're just a single toilet. Do you get what I'm trying to say? So it's like an individual toilet for men, an individual for women, an individual for disabled and blah. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. So they're just toilets. They're, they're, ju- not, they're, just to- toilets. they're not cubicles. Yeah. They're not okay, like a just, communal yeah, space. Yeah, it's okay. just that one toilet. Right? But in other places I've worked where you go into a toilet and you've got cubicles. Like, yeah, you've, and got, you've like, got like your two or three. Yeah. yeah. And you've got your urinals and stuff. And sometimes you find that like, piss on the floor and yeah. like, all of this stuff. So I don't, like, I've never come across. Yeah. In the school, you come across the kids mess. Yeah, yeah. Never come across. But yeah, I hate. I understand what that person just said because when people don't clean after themselves. Yes. I mean, if it's not flushed. Yeah. Wait until it refills. Flush it again. Yeah, I do that. What about the skids? <laughs> there's a bloody brush next. You know, there's so much you can do. Come on. I'm sure you clean your own house toilet. Uh, as a team lead, right? If, <laughs> as a team lead, I'm going to put you on the spot for this one. Say, for example, someone comes out the bathroom and someone else is waiting and the second person comes to you and goes, so-and-so has just been in there and I couldn't use the toilet because they've left skids all over there. How would you approach the first person and say, yo, listen, you need to go and clean that shit up? I won't. What do you mean you won't? Because you have to be very politically correct in these situations and you have to... See, in offices, what happens is a lot of blanket messages. Right. So I would report it to the service team, the cleaners. Right. And the cleaners would go and clean it. Okay. Yeah? I might, if that person is easygoing... And if they're in my team, I probably would approach them and tell them. If they're in somebody else's team... You'd approach said manager. But then I'd send an email out to the main... Like, you know, the, the caretakers or whoever, the service team, whatever they're called. Right. And they would then send an email out to let people know to be careful and to leave the toilets. I mean, there's signs <laughs> everywhere. Seriously, there's signs everywhere. Please clean. There's literally... You, you get out and you flush and there's a sign there to say... Uh, wash Please make sure everything's yeah. clean before you walk out. Yep. yep Please yep. wipe the seat before. Mm-hmm. I mean, why? Why as adults do we need reminders? Because you get people in workplaces who just. Oh, I don't but know, you think man. they also work there? Yeah, but they don't take it like that. It's like steal. It's like, like stealing like, someone's it always, milk. Does it sometimes make you wonder because to me sometimes it does make me wonder. What state would their house be? Do they look after their house the same way they look after their workplace? You spend more time in your flipping workplace than you do at home. That is very true, but I don't think they see it like that because they think that, oh, someone else will clean it up for me at And home. I think that's our mistake though, isn't it? Like yeah, how I just probably. told you that I wouldn't send them to clean it. Yeah. I'd have to get the cleaners to go and clean it. Fair enough. And that is probably a mistake, mm. but that's procedure and policy and that's how you go back. Okay. So um, we're going to move on to relationships in the workplace. Um, I put a question out there saying, what's your views on relationships in the workplace? And... Um, I was actually talking very specifically about couples, but a lot of the answers I got, I think, maybe I didn't word the question well enough, but a lot of the answers were like sort of your own relationships with like colleagues and blah. So um, one person said they can spice up the day. So (laughs) I don't know what they're implying. Obviously, they're relating, you know, back to a couple. You know, I'm not sure what you've been doing in your break times or even during work times in the stock rooms and the blah, but cool man that's that's you bro <laughs> um so someone else said 
I will tell you every detail of my life, but will not speak to you outside of work. That is weird because you always have that colleague who is like your best friend at work, but then outside of work, you just... But you know those kind of people, what I found is, they're only your best friend at work. Yeah. Because they either shit at their job. (laughs) Right. And you're good at what you do. Right. So they rather keep good with you so you can help them out. Okay. Or... Yeah. They just want to get you into trouble by talking to you all the time. You reckon? They're not really interested in your life. They're not interested Uh, in anything. Yeah. And there are a lot of people that keep themselves themselves. But if you're talking about couple relationships, we've got loads. Yeah. Okay. Um, We'll get to that in just a second. I've got something lined up. I've got a question for you that will come up. Um, Someone said, don't be a robot. Be friendly and approachable, Mm -hmm. but know when to separate business and friendship. Definitely. Yeah, I agree with that. It's very important. Yeah. It's like you said earlier, you, you'll have your friends and yeah. you'll have your work colleagues. Yeah. And within work, you will have friends. Because yeah. you do. Especially if you've worked in a working environment for so long, a lot of those people become part of your life. Yeah. And they are a part of your yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think most of my close mates at the minute of work colleagues work, yeah, 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 yeah definitely they started as work colleagues yeah and, then, and then if they move on yeah. they still like I've got a very close friend who we used to work together and mm. she's moved on but up until today yeah. we're very close yeah if you're gonna be like that with everyone when do you separate yeah where do you draw the line and where, especially when you start moving up your job roles yeah it becomes very difficult for you to manage those people yeah because they start looking at you differently and you know, you know, you get a lot of got a bit stuck up on you. Yeah, you can't say this around this. But you haven't really. You're just trying to do your job. Yeah, during working hours. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. So, um, going back to personal relationships, mm-hmm. couples, you know, married people, people who are in just general sort of boyfriend girlfriend, blah blah blah. Someone said, um, people might look at you guys differently, and it could cause, and in capital letters, a lot of problems. So I think what they're referring to potentially could be, um, you know, you get your arguments and stuff that happens outside of work, bringing that into work and, you know, vice versa, taking work life home and then... Depends where you work, doesn't it? Because where I work, we have a policy that we avoid conflict of interest. Yeah. So if you are a couple or if you become a couple within the workplace, you literally split. So you work on the different floors, different commands, different teams. Okay. So there is no tension. Right. No pressure so, like that. Fair enough. So, you know, it's quite... But I have seen it. Mm-hmm. I have seen people... Um, again, going back to when I was working at school, it's funny because most of my examples go back to that more than where I am now. But yeah, there were teachers. They were both married. Right. They had issues. Um, everybody could tell they had issues. They were brilliant with the kids. Yeah. Um, eventually they divorced, but they both carried on in the same school, but they didn't talk to one another. And it was really awkward in team meetings and stuff because they'd sit they'd yeah. sit in a way where they wouldn't want to see each other's face. <laughs> and they both would just sit there really quietly because not one or the other would want to give their opinion. And you kind of think that becomes a bit petty. That's quite um, unprofessional. Well, move, you know, we've yeah. changed jobs. I'm yeah, sure. one of them, you know, surely. Like, yeah. surely. I mean, look, so obviously you know that me and Fridos used to work together yeah. when we was at Primark. But we was on different floors and if ever, say, we had one of our stupid little, you know, petty arguments as couples do and whatever, the moment we clock in, no one could 
tell the difference. Yeah. No one would know any better. And then we just pick up where we left off after work and then we'll just rock it up. Like I said, like <laughs> you I said to you earlier, like there's quite a few couples where I'm working now. But honest to God, some of them, you don't even see them together. No, that's fair. That's you fair. know, they probably come to work together. Yeah, yeah. 100%. And you watch them go home together. Yep. But there's none of that. We go on lunch together every mm. single day. Yeah. Or yeah. They, they probably talk about work and they probably bitch about everybody at work when they get home. Yeah. But they're quite professional. No, but I think, so, you see, I fully agree with that because even when me and Fredos used to work together, there was always that separation of, no, you do your work life, I'll do my work life. And it's not that we never used to speak to each other and completely blank each other, but it would just kind yeah. of be like, blah, blah, blah. And just get on with it. Just get you know on with it. Get and and with it. it's nice because if you're going to work together and if you're going to do it for a long period of time and then you're going to go home and be with the same person, in all honesty, me and your uncle would drive each other mad. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. You drive each other nuts at home anyway, so... Exactly. Just spending that extra time at work, yeah. One of you would be dead, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> no guesses for who, yeah? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm going to say you. <laughs> Moving on, we've got an Instagram poll um, I put out here, which was, uh, would you rather be self-employed or work for the man? Um, 88% said self-employed. And uh, 22% of people said work for someone else. Now, me personally, I would love to do both. Um, I don't really know what it's like to be self-employed. I don't know if I would be capable of being self-employed. Mm. What would you do? Just a very quick self-employed or carry on as normal? I'd carry on as I am. Carry but on. as I told you earlier, yeah. for me, it's my ideal job at okay. the moment. Yeah. Okay. It's so. Yeah, so these are some of the answers that I've got to back up their answer. Answer to back, yeah, that makes mm-hmm. sense. An answer to back up their answer. So, um, someone who answered self-employed said it gives you the freedom to spend more time with kids, and rather than stuck in a store full of fake people. Um, yeah, I can see why you would get more time to spend with kids because you're at home. But then, what happens when your kids go off to school and grow up a bit? Yeah, but then it also um, depends on what you do as self-employed. Yeah. Because some self-employed take all of your time to just get the business working. Mm-hmm. And you constantly, you're the one that's on the run. Because um, if you think about, say, somebody who, salesman. Yeah. They have to go and do their own sales. They have to go and do their own stuff. They could be on the road for God knows how long. True. So there is always a flip side to it. I think this person potentially might be more of a uh, at-home type business, hmm. potentially. But it, it, the flexibility is there, isn't it? It is. Because you work your own hours. Yeah. You do your own thing. So yeah, when you want to call it a day, you call it a day. It's up to you, depending mm. on your finances, I suppose. But then I guess it's like, say for example, my place of work, if they allow me to work from home, they know that as long as I'm getting my office work done, it still allows me to be around my kids and you know do whatever I want to do. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Spend spend that time with the little one. But not every workplace is that flexible, is no, it? No, of course not. Like with me, um, some of us can work from home, some can't. Yeah. Uh, but we do have a good flexible policy. So if you know there's an assembly at school or whatever, you just walk in the morning and say, "I'm leaving at one today," because yeah, and it's all in your own time. So it's up to you to make up your time. Yeah. Um, as long as you do that, it's cool. But I know certain places yeah. where, I'm sorry, it's your shift. 
Yeah, and I find that with office work, you have a lot more flexibility. And I find, genuinely speaking, I find that office run sort of like companies and businesses and what have you tend to have a lot more leniency when it comes to like sort of families and kids and stuff because they understand, you know, we've got kids stuff to do, you know. Definitely, yeah. And all of this. And I find with retail, it's like they flipping shit their pants if you call in sick. They're, oh, no, who are you going to get to cover? Bruv, you've got a store full of 300 staff. I'm sure someone will come in for your shift. It's not a big deal. Like, do you know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe that's just me and that's the way I look at it. I, I think maybe because, I mean, if you think of supermarkets, they need somebody, if that cashier is supposed to cover that till from that time to that time, yeah. and they haven't got another experienced cashier to jump in, yeah. there's more cues for them, isn't there? Really. People will wait. Yeah, exactly. But they exactly. will panic. Yeah, I, you see, I, I genuinely, I still don't understand why they would go into panic mode when they know that regardless of what happens, if you need to go Tesco, you're going Tesco. You don't care how... I mean, look at this whole sort of pandemic, Corona, Malarkey, for example. People have waited hours for just getting in the store. Yeah. And then they've waited hours more just shopping around and paying. Yeah, exactly. If people are willing to do it in this situation on a normal day, I don't see one till causing havoc. No, but if you think of it from a managerial point of view... Oh, this comes your team lead, go on. <laughs> they're just thinking... <laughs> yeah, because yeah, you, you're kind of thinking, that's going to delay everything. Right. There might be one customer that's going to kick off and say, why can't you open another till? <laughs> oh, sorry, mate. <laughs> that's I usually have... me. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's going to be like one just say, look at this queue, man, why can't you open a till? And you're going to be like, because I haven't got anyone. Yeah. What do you mean you ain't got anyone? You know, like, think if you're working like... For a big supermarket chain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be like, what, you telling me in this whole store there isn't... Why don't you jump on the till then? Because you're supervising, so you, surely you can do your job. Because you do get people like that. You do, yeah, 100%. 100% you get people like that. And on that basis, self-employment might be better, than it? <laughs> yeah, exactly, <laughs> self-employment. Uh, so, someone else said, um, working on your own... You don't have that safety net. So I think they said, I would much rather work for someone else. I think that safety net aspect, in my opinion anyway, it's one of them ones where, okay, you can work for yourself. That's not a problem. But if you're experienced, if you've got qualifications and blah, 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 and something else, that is your safety net. That is. And I think working for yourself, when you've got no savings, no nothing to fall back on, yeah, takes a lot of guts. Oh, yeah. Definitely. It's a gutsy thing. Yeah. And it's not for everyone. Not everybody's cut to do it. Yeah, yeah. If you'd give me a whole lot of cash now and tell me go self-employed, yeah. I'd look at you and say, you mad? Yeah. I'd invest in a property. That would be my investment. Yeah, no, and I'd carry on working. Do you get it? So yeah, yeah, not that I don't think I'm cut out to run my own business left, right and forward. No way. Right, so this is it. Someone said to me that... Um, they've not got an idea to be successful enough to work for themselves. So you just mentioned that you're not cut out to be self-employed because you might not have a potential business there. So going to work for someone else, it's all already set up for you. You're just getting paid. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. But you have to enjoy it. You have to. I mean, yeah, no, definitely. I agree with that. You have to enjoy work for, you know, your, your work. You have to enjoy it. Um, Someone said, working for the man is tough, but it comes with loads of benefits, like sick pay, holiday pay, support with home life, etc. So I think we've already touched on this, you know, the whole, yeah, you know, dealing with your kids yeah. and whatever. So I agree with that. Um, you know what? 88% of people said self-employed. It's weird because most of these answers seem to be coming from people who would rather work for someone else. Um, 
One of the self-employed people said, I can work when I want, doing what I want. Um, I think this goes back to what you said before. Mm. Yeah, you can just flex around your own hours and wake up and... Uh, but it, like I said, but it also depends. Sometimes you will put in so many hours yeah. and then you'll have a really quiet period. Supply yeah. and demand. And depends on what you're doing. Like in your case, if you were to go freelance IT person, mm-hmm. you would switch on and switch off whenever you wanted. Yeah. Yeah, true, true. But then if you're going to go and run a factory... Yeah, you can't really do you that. You can't do you? that. You work by season. Mm. Fair enough. No, it's 100% true. I mean... Um, in the factory work life, obviously it depends on what type of factory you're running. You're talking about seasonal work and stuff like that. I'm talking about clothing. Yeah, in clothing. Yeah, fashion industry. Yes. So, I mean, with, you know, freelance IT, again, you're sort of working out as a contractor. Um, you are working for yourself in one respect, but you've got to remember that contract has to come from somewhere. Exactly. So it's like you're working for yourself, but at the same time, you're not working for yourself. It's really weird. It's really weird. It is, and you've got, you'll have like, you know, limited companies, you'll have directors of companies, and if you're a director, you are self-employed, but you're drawing out a wage, so you will get your sick pay, and you will get your holiday pay, because where you're getting the most of your money is through dividends or whatever you receive, so Mm. there's all sorts, isn't it? It's not simple as... But I can imagine the dream of just being your own boss, not having anybody to answer to. <laughs> and this is it. This brings me on to my next point. Not having someone to answer to and not having to deal with conflicts. So that brings me on to my next question, which I said, what are some of the conflicts that occur in a workplace? And this is where you're going to go all team leader mode on me because every question you're going to be like, oh, how would I deal with that? So let's start off with the very first answer I've got. I might surprise you. You might. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Um, so very first answer that I've got for this one is everyone pulling their weight equally. So the conflict obviously being that, you know, one person slacking. Somewhere. This takes me back to sort of, this has been happening ever since your group projects back in college and uni and stuff. But you know what? At those times, you didn't quite have the concept of different people having different strengths. Yeah. Uh, when you get older, yeah. and if you are serious about your job, and if you know your job, then you'll know what strengths your colleagues have. Yeah. And one might just be the one who talks. You might do all the background work, and yeah. you know, I could imagine, could see your friends slaving away at the back, and then you being the front man and running the show. Oh no, I'm, well, yeah, sometimes. Yeah, you, 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 <laughs> yeah. You, yeah, you know what I'm saying, right? Like, and, and you'll find that. Yeah. And there are people that on the back seat will look and think, He's done nothing yeah. and he's taken all the credit. But have you really? No, not really. Like, and and it's, how, hmm. it's how you behave towards your colleagues that will make them feel that way. Yeah. But yeah, loads. You hear loads of people say that. Yeah. I've taken these many phone calls. So-and-so's been sitting there. I've not heard them take a call in the day. And you know what? You go and look at the stats and you go and look at the figures. And actually that person's taken their fair, fair share. share. Yeah. You just haven't seen it. Because you're too busy doing your own job. If you're not doing your job properly, yeah. then you've got the time to look at everybody else. But if you pull in your weight, have you really got the time to be paying attention to everyone else? Uh, no, I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. You should be focusing on yourself, I guess. That's if you're busy working yeah. and doing what you're supposed to do, mm. how are you going to pay attention to what someone else is if doing? If Tom over there is not pulling his weight, yeah. you won't know, will you? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not your job to know anyway. No, that's your job. Yeah. 
that's what it means to me. Yeah, exactly. Um, another conflict is what someone said: manager stroke employee relationships between mates. So one of them might have stepped up. I don't know if you've been in a situation yourself where you've stepped up and now you're your own friend's manager. How do you deal with that relationship? I mean, that, that is really difficult. Yeah really difficult and i can say that from a point of view of becoming somebody's manager yeah and also having my friend becoming my manager so a higher post yeah yeah, yeah. you kind of have to be very careful that you not have a laugh openly in front of everyone yeah. it's quite well you're very conscious about it and it shouldn't oh, be that way but it is you you do become very conscious so you won't sit there and have a gossip session yeah because you don't know whether the next person's thinking them that you're giving some inside news okay and you try and avoid also being in the same team right so like that friend of mine that i mentioned earlier that no longer works with us yeah when i had amina yeah and i went back to work after after two-year maternity period i went back to my team my original team which is fine yeah but she then became the team leader of that team. Right. So she approached our manager and said, me and Sophie are really good friends. Oh, right. So is this a good idea? Yeah, yeah. And that manager said, as long as you keep it professional, yeah. you guys will be fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was very difficult if I would come in late or if I take the piss and I like to talk, so if I talk loads. Yeah. It was very difficult for her. She was all professional at work, but the moment she'd go home, she'd be ringing me and I'm really sorry I had to do that to you. <laughs> and he's like... Yeah, so... Yeah, and he's like... I was like, I said to her, it's cool. It's yeah. work. Yeah, yeah. But you see, I understood. But there are people that don't. No, this is it. So it's like one of my mates um, who I currently work with, we both started off on the same level. And very quickly, he, he now is my task manager. So I report to him. But... I understand what's required of the role, I understand what's required of the work, and I understand him as a person. Yeah. So when he's switching and effing and blinding and going, oh, Emps this and blah, 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 I'm just like, yeah, it's cool, bruv. You know what? You do you, just, it's calm, don't worry, I've got this in hand and I'll do it. And then obviously, once we get it sorted, he's like, oh, yeah, bro, it's just been a stressful day. But I'm like, all right, cool, bruv, it's calm, innit? And it's like, he understands how I work. He knows exactly what I'm about. So it's like, there's no sort of quarrels there. And I think it's, having that mutual understanding of each other Definitely. and it's like i know his role quite in depth um what it requires and how stressful it can get because he's getting shit from left right and center yeah so he's dealing with a lot so it's that like i take it upon myself to take a bit of pressure off and help out the rest of the team i, I, te- I tell you what doesn't help though sometimes is the other colleagues yeah because yeah. they sometimes think you you might have a genuine reason for leaving early you might have a genuine reason for being off the phones. Yeah. But they will honestly think that because you're friends with the manager, that you, you got away with it. Yeah, yeah, I see that. Um, someone said misunderstanding of your colleague situations. Did you say this? Yeah. 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 Do you wanna do you wanna clarify that? What is how exactly do you mean? Is how is it a conflict? It is a conflict because, like I told you, you have to understand. I mean, you work in an office environment. People will have a lot of personal issues that they only discuss with their managers. Yes. Right? Your manager will know they can't break confidentiality. Well, you say that. I know plenty of managers that do, but sure. But they're not supposed to. No, of course not. And then your colleague will want the same thing, like Mm -hmm. I just said, that you've arranged for somebody else. And you'll be like, I can't. Yeah. Well, why? Yeah. Well, give me a reason. Well, you've done it for them. 
they've yeah. got a reason. Yeah, I can't yeah. tell you what that reason is. Yeah. And it creates a lot of conflict because people, some people are not willing to understand that everybody's different, everybody's situation's different. Yeah. Unless you've got a ground rule for everyone, but every single implementation of every single rule, no matter what it is, it's always done taking everybody's situation into account. And that's why, that's how work's become now. It's not a uniform, one rule fits all. It will be for your lunchtime or whatever else, but everybody's situation is looked into, whether you're looking at people's disabilities, whether you're looking at their home life, you know, somebody might be ill, they might not want everybody to know. No, but this is it, it's like, you know, you obviously said about that confidentiality. And I'm not saying that, just to clarify, it's no managers that I currently work with, but I have worked with managers in the past who have no sense of, right, this is personal to that person. Yeah. And I found out from X, Y, and Z that said manager or managers were saying something about me to colleagues and it, you know, came around the long way. And I'm like, I had to sort of, you know, go down the grapevine and find out where it came from, where it came from. And eventually I found out it went from blah. So I confronted them. Yeah. And they didn't like it that I confronted them. So they went to, you know, the top level manager. When the top level manager called me in, I was like, yo, listen, I'm not trying to take the piss on off him, but what happened to confidentiality? You know, that manager-employee relationship. Exactly. And yeah, and then obviously they, that person, that manager got dealt with in their own way. But I fully see what you're saying is that I think that in um, conflict of interest is it it, 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 it is it is and it isn't. i mean it's like that's i mean of... that's why i kind of put misunderstanding because it is misunderstanding it is the fact that you might sit there and think mm, look at her she's come late again yeah how comes they're not doing anything about it yeah yeah but actually for all you know mm. that person might be going through something might be taking sleeping tablets they might be waking up late or they might have extreme pain and they take a painkiller yeah. they can't start a little bit later so the work might have done a temporary adjustment for them yeah I'm not going to tell you. Yeah. You see, yeah, sometimes you do feel like, say, mind your own business. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But you can't, because these are people that work as teams. These are people that have been working together for so many years. Yeah. And a lot of the time they feel like, well, I've known her all my life, so if there's something wrong, she'd tell me. Yeah. Maybe she won't. Fair enough. Um, someone said a difference of opinions between colleagues. That could obviously create a lot of conflict. Um... Again, it ties in with the next answer and the next answer. So, difference of opinions, clash of personalities, and everyone trying to have the bigger phallus. Do you know one thing that one thing I always say in my team meetings, guys? Can we just learn to agree to disagree? Yeah, yeah. Because sometimes you have to, don't you? Yeah, you do. You need to just kind of take a back seat. As um... but some people get very passionate. Yeah, and you know what? Is is that personalities? Like some things that I can't stand is when. You know when someone's trying to articulate a point but it's not necessarily productive it's not feasible it doesn't make any sense but their way of defending their point is by getting loud and getting Mm. shouty and like no trust me i know exactly what i'm talking about like no shut up no you don't because you're just chatting the most absolute utter piece of crap and it's at that point you feel like has it even got any relevance to what we're doing right now? exactly yes if it does carry on if it doesn't can we move on yeah yeah but the problem is the moment you say that, yeah. you either hit with dead silence or, <laughs> or, or just more abuse, they just yeah. carry on. Yeah. Um, I remember one day when somebody just got up and walked out. Yeah. Couldn't take it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
they just couldn't take that they were just told to be put i wasn't a team leader at the time yeah. so i was i was one of the people sitting in the room yeah uh but yeah it was quite awkward it's quite awkward for the rest of us <laughs> i mean you've known me all your life right and i am that confrontational person at home yeah i'm not that confrontational person at work it's probably why you take it out on us then well, <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm joking. That, I'm that, joking. that that's could be that you never see things from my point of view. All right, look, man, I'm not going to get into this right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I fully see what you're saying. Is that yeah, then people, you know, there's been so many situations, and I don't really want to go into too much detail, as I think potentially speaking of such things, you know, I, I'm just going to leave it there. I think if I go to, if I even start this conversation. It might offend a few people, even without mentioning names, and these people are going to know yeah, exactly. I think it's are, best so. to leave it. Yeah. We're just going to move on swiftly to the next uh, topic. Um, what do you actually like about work? First person said annual leave. <laughs> I like the social aspect. You meet some funny characters at work. Yes, me. <laughs> yeah, you do. You do. Um, and someone did say socialising people yeah I think they're specifically talking about my place of work socialising uh, people uh, table tennis drafts and sig breaks oh definitely your place of work <laughs> yeah i tell you what I like I like meeting because when you work in a big environment you meet people from all walks of life don't you yeah and you kind of start realising that your sheltered little life oh yeah there is a lot more out there yeah and like you know I work I've, I work with people who paint they're yeah. professional painters yeah, yeah yeah um i work with people like for example take you for example you've started all these you know these blogs and everything that you do and you think yeah that's something completely different out of what you do of your daily normal job yeah, yeah, yeah. and Definitely. it's really good it's a skill that you've got that nobody knows yeah but i guess it's like it's when you find people like that i mean yeah. when i tell anybody that i've got a portuguese background i can speak full portuguese and they hear me talk mm-hmm. their face just goes what yeah you see when i tell people that they go shut up you're lying <laughs> <laughs> i have to sometimes pull out my driver's license i go look lisbon portugal this is me i was born there bruv they're like i right, say something in it say something i'm like yeah, but you haven't got yeah, the proper accent either, have you? No, because obviously I, I didn't grow up, grew up in that, here. Yeah, yeah, I didn't grow up in that Portuguese environment. But, but you then, see, like, I've got somebody who started at work not so long ago and they were from Portugal. They didn't realise. And they came up and they just said to me, so my mother, you're from Portugal? I said, yeah. And it turns out this person is, re- is related mm-hmm. to my cousin. Yeah. His cousins with him, but from the other side. Oh, so but we never met each other. Well, this is it. This is it. It's like, they, what do they say? I think it takes seven points of relation before it loops back around exactly. or something like that. Yeah, that some, you yeah, find that, that you've yeah, got yeah. some common relationship. It's like just the other day, I, you know, some geezer started at work and just got to talking. It turns out he's Gujarati, but he lives up north in Preston. So it was almost guaranteed he was going to be family somewhere along the line. Oh, yeah. Turns out that he's one of like dad's mate's uncle's son or something. <laughs> but somehow he's from the same, like, you know, area yeah he's like this guy I just says where are you from he goes Lisbon I says no like where are you from yeah, in yeah, Lisbon yeah. and he goes oh this place called Orangeria and I'm like I'm from there I said so <laughs> whose son are you and the moment he said it I said no way yeah that's like family and it comes out with like this whole big connection and everything yeah. and yeah and then people hear us talk and mm-hmm. they're very surprised this is it I find you know one weird thing though in Leicester particularly um more so the place that I'm actually working at the moment. Again, no names mentioned. 
every relationship that is in sort of linked relationship, someone needs seems to know someone. And it comes back to people who I've previously worked with. And then it goes even further to when I first moved to Leicester. And it's just weird. It's like, even up until to this point, I still feel somewhat of an outsider because these people grew up together in Leicester and they all know each other. And like Leicester's... I have the same thing. I've got yeah. people that went college together. They went uni together. And then they ended up all working in the same place. Exactly. It just feels like such exactly. a close-knit... Yeah, 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 for real. I don't think there's many big employers in Leicester and I think that's why we end up with this. Potentially. That could potentially be the, uh, be the case, yeah. Um, someone else said that they actually like being in the same team as my boys. So from boys, I'm going to just say sort of like friends, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Um, I think that refers back to an earlier, could that cause a conflict of interest? It's like I work in the same team as both Bats and Ibi at the minute. Um, so it's like, for me, it makes absolutely no difference. Whatsoever. It depends on the job that you do, though, doesn't it? Yeah, um, well, this is it. It's like when... Me... And it depends how big your friends' egos are. <laughs> if you better write them at something... I could just imagine you and Ivy just sitting there arguing on one point, like, no. hours or No, you end. see, you would think that, but me and Ivy actually work very well together. And this actually really got to me because it's like a lot of people have this misconception that just because we're brothers... Uh, brother-in-laws and because we're really close mates that we're just going to be the biggest no i don't think it's that i think it's just your personality no but this is it they think that because of our personalities and they think that because we're always joking and laughing and blah that that's going to be us but what they don't understand is that when we sit down in front of our machines and there's work to be done i can promise you before anything this work's going to be done and then we're going to go and piss about no, which is fine. It's the work. I think it's the arguing about the work. Mm. That's what I'm saying. It depends how big your ego is. Yeah, no, I don't but think... But maybe, you, yeah. maybe you're right because I've not seen either of you in a professional environment. Like I Possibly. told you, I'm different at home, I'm different at work. Yeah. So you guys yeah. are probably very different professionally. No, we're not. <laughs> we're exactly the same, but we understand each other. Yeah, it's and like, that's key, isn't it? Yeah, therefore, therefore. Yeah. Because I know it's like, and I'm sure if Ivy was sitting on this episode right now, he would tell you the exact same thing, is that... Me and him argue. No, I wouldn't say argue. We tend to call each other out on a lot of things. Yeah. But we know where it's coming from because we both know that it's not us who are personally doing it. It's like Ibi's approached me so many times. He goes, oh, Ems, I need blah, blah, blah. And I'll just be like, brother, I've got so much on. Allow me in it. And he'll just be like, no, I'm getting it from so-and-so. And it's vice versa. So. And on the other hand, I tell you what the positive side could be of working with your boys or your girls or whichever way you want to put it. They might bring out the best in you. Because yeah. some people might know your potential that you don't know yourself, and they're like, you could do it, man. Come on, I'll help you. I'll help you. You'll get there. I know you can do it. Yeah. And they can push you. Potential. So, yeah. Potential. So, we're going to end this on a high note, Go on, on a light hearted hmm. feeling, so to speak. And I've got some funny workplace stories. Go on then. Um, I'm going to try and go through these as quick as because I've got a fair few. Um, so, <laughs> first one's from my workplace. We used to have this ward, right? We used to put little sticky notes whenever someone says something stupid. Okay. And the whole sort of pillar just got packed with so many stupid stuff. Like, Fuzo probably, like, you know, filled Feel up. Filled the most of it, yeah? For, filled a fair bit of it. You know, he turns around one day and goes, oh, is Zambia the capital of Africa or something like that? Like, you know, Africa even has a capital city and stuff. And um, specifically, and... Uh... <laughs> Do you know Africa's a continent, doesn't he? No, no yeah, he does. He does. Yeah, <laughs> 
<laughs> he does. He does know this. Sorry, Flea, man. I'm not even atting you, but you know what? If you've got problems, go chat to Yazin because this is what he had to say. Um, so Fuzo <laughs> one day he turns around and he goes, this is how the wall started. He goes, what's Daravi even got to do with Ramzan? What? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so we were like, right, just for future reference, we're writing this down and putting it on a wall. And yeah, so this wall, honestly, like if anyone wants to actually know anything else that's written on this wall, just give me a little DM on the Instagram and I'll try my best to get every single post on there and you'll see just the kind of, you know, stupidness that flies around the office. Um, another funny story, workplace pranks are, yeah, I got done one time. So um, here's a story, it's a personal story. So I was actually working from home mm-hmm. and um, in sort of like my work, colleagues friends group team whatever um they all put me on we all had used to have this whatsapp group and in the group i must have said something to someone saying that oh i'm gonna like you know just through pure banter i just goes yeah you know what shut up i'm gonna stab you or something like that and next thing you know i'm getting a call from like one of the managers and all of this stuff going oh yeah you know what she's reported you and all of this stuff and i was like at, at first i thought like it was a proper joke yeah and then he made it all serious. He goes, oh, yeah, I'm going to call you in about 15 minutes or something like that. At this point, I'm I'm still laughing. I'm thinking, right, this is one of his typical pranks that, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, um, yeah, so I've started pinging all my mates and that guy. And, yo, you should be in serious. And no one's responding. They've all started blocking me. <laughs> I'm like, what is going on? So they were all in on they it, They were yeah? all in on it. So everyone must have gathered up in the office in a meeting room and called me, right? And they've rang me and it's the manager on the phone going, yo, Ems, you know, she seriously reported you to HR and um, you're going to have a disciplinary meeting on Wednesday and all of this stuff. And he goes, yo, you need to just tell me now, man, you know, what's the sketch? And I, I thought, oh, my days, this guy's just going on long. And for a minute, I thought he was actually being dead serious. So I started actually responding and all of this stuff and a part of me still thought that any moment now it's going to be a prank and then he goes oh one second i'm just going to pass you over to someone and i think it must have been fuzo or someone on the phone and he started talking and i went you mother and then <laughs> yeah man these pranks happen so often so often um do you have any funny workplace stories i'm trying to think all i can remember is in halloween time we had these spiders right right and there was this one guy Big guy, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Dead scared of spiders. <laughs> so we had these fake spiders all yeah. around. And one day he went out for lunch and this was purely accidental, yeah? Didn't mean to prank him at all. Right. My big spider fell on his chair. <laughs> I didn't know that my spider fell on his chair. Yeah. He came in, he went and sat on the chair. Yeah. And he felt something, so he got up. He literally picked up the chair, he chucked the chair on the floor and he started swearing. No and he's stamping on this spider. We were looking at him laughing, thinking, you know, it's fake, right? Because <laughs> he's been here all along. Uh, but yeah, that was funny. Oh, shit. Uh, we have to be very careful with pranks because yeah. not everybody's. No, yeah, I think we call it professional pranks, isn't it? We don't go all out trying to kill someone or something like that. Yeah. Um, here's one. Um, someone fell asleep at work um, this is someone who I used to work with and um, this was back when we was doing a call centre job and we were on the night shift and uh, said person you know shout out if you're listening you know exactly who you are and I'm sure a few other people do but um, Giza fell asleep well, at work <laughs> at work on the phones like he had his headset on like obviously he calls us all few and far between during the night and um, 
yeah, he fell asleep and then manager must have walked in in the morning, maybe an hour before her shift, and she seen that he was sleeping. How many calls he missed? I don't think he missed. He might have missed. I don't even know. I can't remember. It was so long ago. But uh, manager straight away just kind of um, took him off the phones and held him back for about two hours over his shift, just having a meeting, all of this stuff. And um, he wasn't allowed to go back onto night shifts. Aww. So they put him onto day shifts and um, he was on days for a little while. <laughs> and then maybe about three months down the line, someone asked him to swap a night for a day. And he confirmed it if he's allowed and whatever. So they gave him the benefit of the doubt. He fell asleep again. <laughs> he fell asleep again. <laughs> he fell asleep again. So yeah, I think they just had to dash him or he left or something like that, man. But shout out you, bruv. You know exactly who you are. All my days, fam. I can't believe that, man. Um, another story. Oh, this is a mad one. This was from a place I used to work in town, right? Um, men's toilets. Someone. Oh, man, I don't even know if I want to say this, but it's so rags. All right, cool. So someone, right? left um in one of the cubicles they left a bit of male reproductive system juice oh bloody <laughs> on the <laughs> toilet seat <laughs> so the security guard came running out and the first place at this place of work the first place you would get to is the customer service there so he's come there and he's pulled someone aside and i was just there around the corner and he goes yo come with me i need one of the guys to come with me and we we're like yo someone's getting beat up sick so i ran with him and he dashed me in the toilet. I'm like, yo, are you going to rape me? Or like, what's going on right now? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm getting big security guard as well, yeah? And he goes, Come, what do you see in this middle cubicle? I'm looking in. I'm like, bruv, it's a toilet. He goes, look closer. I goes, it's a toilet. He goes, look on the seat. I've looked and I've just gone. Oh. <laughs> and he was like, that is what I think it is, isn't it? I was like, yeah, bruv, someone's definitely knocked one out in the toilet. <laughs> Oh my days, man. I feel so sorry for the janitors who had to clean that up. That was so bad. But it can't be as bad as this. And you know what? I'm going to wrap this up with the last story. Um, someone was so desperate for the toilet that um, this was a customer at one of the places that mm-hmm. I worked. Someone was so desperate for the toilet. They took a whole bunch of clothes into a fitting room. Oh, no way. Into the disabled fitting rooms. Oh, no way. Right? And you know in the disabled rooms, you've got, like, the seats which mm-hmm. come down and the handles mm-hmm. and stuff? So they what they've done, there. they sat <laughs> with their bum right on the edge, back edge of the seat, and they've just done a massive poo. And they've covered it with all the clothes. There was a toilet right outside the shop, right? There was a toilet right outside the shop, but apparently they couldn't wait. <laughs> Alright, that's all we got time for today. I'm just going to wrap this up. We're just going to leave you with that shitty thought in your head. Um, Sophia, thank you very much for thank coming you. on. I know it was pretty last minute. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. I did. Excellent. Hopefully we'll get you on with a few more. To all my listeners, keep sharing, keep liking, keep you know, doing what you're doing because we're, we're getting there. thousand followers pending soon, I hope. Um, if you want to get in touch for any feedback, if you want to talk about anything, got any topics that you want me to touch on, Hit me up on my Instagram at mp.realtalk. As always, for now, people, stay blessed.